0: Hello, Shalene Johnson. Happy Mother's Day and happy Mother's Day to all the moms and lifers and pod squatters that are listening. I just want to say that I appreciate you so, so, so very much. Every time I listen to an episode, it always hits home and it hits my heart. And every time I listen to a lifer or someone speaking to you, it always hits home and hits my heart too. So, we all just love you, Shaleen, and just keep it up. And I am really missing my three days a week of the Shalene show and two days a week of Build Your Tribe. But I know that you are doing what you can do, as is everybody. And I appreciate you. So thank you again so, so very, very much. And I love you. And I mean it. <laughs> and this is Tammy Hendren in Ohio. So take care.
1: Hey there, I'm so happy you're here, and today is how to create a mindset makeover. How is it our mindsets and our beliefs are formed? Because if we understand that, we're going to have a much easier time of remaking or perhaps remodeling our current mindset. Some of the earliest influence we have in shaping our mindset comes as you would expect, from the people who cared for us as children, the people who were around us, who influenced us, and oftentimes who labeled us. I grew up in a family with three kids. I was the oldest. I have a younger sister and a younger brother. I remember the comparisons between my sister and myself. I remember my parents not intending it to be negative in any way, but they would say, oh, Shalene's our outgoing one. She's our loud one. She's our wild one. And I remember them Referring to my sister as the shy one. And of course, my brother was the baby. Sometimes we are labeled in such a way that we create limiting beliefs. For example, if your parents labeled you as the lazy child, or the shy one, or the athlete, or the dancer, or the student. And in some cases, a label that your parents may have given another child, a positive label like, oh, well, your brother, he doesn't have to worry about his weight, or your sister, She's tall and lean and lanky, and she doesn't have to think about what she's eating. The labels, the dialogue, the conversation, the beliefs that we're exposed to as children, that external dialogue all begins to shape our early mindsets. And it's not just the words that we hear, it's what we see. It's the actions, the behaviors, the habits, the language, and the influence that our early childhood caregivers have on us that begin to shape our earliest beliefs a young girl who always sees her mother pulling at her clothes and putting her hands on her stomach and holding her stomach in and looking at herself in the mirror with disgust. And then that same mother not eating dinner with the family. like There's definitely a message that's being programmed into a young child. Now, that external dialogue, the external messaging that we receive often results in an internal dialogue. Children begin to model What they see, they begin to repeat things that they don't even understand, and they begin to convince themselves of things that they may not know or have evidence of, but they believe. Think about a child who believes what their parents tell them. You believe there is a tooth fairy. You believe in Santa Claus. And if there's children listening, Santa Claus is real, and so is a tooth fairy. And we believe those things because we heard them and our parents told us they were true. You see, when we receive the same external message over and over and over again, we begin to form a belief. And then what we do is we brainwash ourselves. We repeat that belief subliminally and sometimes consciously in our heads over and over and over and over again. Think about it. You know this to be true. You've stood in front of a mirror and said something negative to yourself and repeated that negative comment over and over and over again. And then you've repeated that negative comment while you're driving in your car or while you were daydreaming. That negative thought, that internal dialogue, then becomes a deep groove in your brain. Almost like a record that skips in the same spot every single time, we form and develop these deeply held beliefs, these deep grooves in our brain, oftentimes as a result of repeating the same internal dialogue over and over and over again, even if it's something we know isn't positive and may not even be true. That's how we form beliefs. Did you hear what I said? We repeat things to ourselves over and over and over again, even if we're at first not 100% sure if it's true. We just repeat it and we repeat it and we repeat it over and over and over again until eventually we believe it. Now, the reason why I want you to think about this is because when we understand how mindsets are created, how beliefs develop, then we understand what it's going to take to develop and create a new mindset. Because your mindset, your beliefs, determine the outcome. Okay, stay with me on this. When I realized I needed to change my own mindset and I started looking into like, that's great. I know I need to do this, but how? How do you do that? One of the things I heard over and over again was to repeat positive affirmations. And I thought, that just sounds so cheesy. So woo woo. Like, and When I'm repeating these things that I don't believe, it feels really phony and really inauthentic. And it just seems foolish, like a big waste of time. That's what I thought. Until I started to really understand what it took to create the mindset and the belief. And a big piece of that is the repetition, the voice in our head, the way that we coach ourselves, the way that we speak to ourselves. And realizing that oftentimes, I was repeating something that I didn't even know if it was true. I just Was repeating it, but it didn't serve me. I then began to understand that, yeah, you know what? If I begin to repeat something, I don't know, or I can't say that I actually believe this, but I wish it were true. If I just start repeating this thing over and over and over and over in my head, perhaps I could begin to form a new habitual way of thinking, like that deep groove, but a positive deep groove, something that actually served me. Example. Let's say you are constantly saying to yourself, you're shy, you're awkward around people, you're not very good at conversations, you feel self-conscious, you're not as friendly or as outgoing as other people, you're an introvert, you're the shy one, people just feel uncomfortable around you. If that is your habitual way of thinking, if that's the internal dialogue that you're having on a regular basis, your life then begins to support that belief. Because whatever we think about the most, whatever we believe, begins to become our reality. And as it begins to become our reality, we fortify our beliefs by looking for evidence and compiling evidence files. Now, the funny thing about the way we look for evidence is we do so kind of like an unqualified detective. The detective who's been assigned a case, he's already decided in his mind what the reality is, who committed this crime, and they stop looking for any other evidence. They only look for evidence that supports their hypothesis, their belief. Now, think about it. We did the same thing when we were kids. We ignored the fact that sometimes the tooth fairy didn't leave cash under our pillow. We ignored that. And what we stored in our evidence file was anything that supported our belief that she was real. We interrupt this broadcast to answer frequently asked questions about CBD. It's crazy how many questions I get about this topic and how many misconceptions there are about CBD. First of all, CBD, there are many different forms. There's many different types, and you can buy it now at your local gas station. Because it's not regulated by the FDA, you need to be hella careful about using a very reputable company. Some things you need to understand about CBD. The type of CBD that MySoul CBD produces is a pure CBD, which means you can't get high from it. There is no THC, which is the part of the plant that gives you that hallucinogenic or the high characteristics that people refer to. MySoul CBD is an isolate, there's no other ingredients. It's pure. The other reason why I love MySoul CBD is because they actually care about the manufacturing process, how it's farmed, how it's packaged quality control and taste. CBD oils are very much like protein powders. Like there's some stuff on the market because it's not regulated where you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're paying for. You don't know what you're putting in your body. And that's why it is so imperative that you go with a company that actually cares about the reputation and the quality of their ingredients and has that brand integrity. And that's why I recommend my Soul CBD. And as a Chalene Show listener, you get 20% off when you go to mysoulcbd.com and you have to enter, don't forget, enter the code LIFER for your 20% off. All right. So what should you pick up your first time? Well, I'm a big fan of the watermelon flavored dropper oils that you just put under your tongue or you can put it in a drink. If you're not into oils, their gummies are like quite tasty, I might add. And their bedtime capsules, which are CBD combined with melatonin. Those are remarkable. Those are my three picks. Don't forget to enter LIFER when you check out at mysoulcbd.com. All right, back to the show. I want you to think about one thing negative you've ever believed about yourself. For the sake of this exercise, I want you to just think about one thing about your physical appearance that you held a negative belief about. Maybe it was that you're short, or too tall, or you have squinty eyes, or huge thunder thighs, or hair that's too curly, hair that's too thin, skin that's too dark, skin that's too pale, a booty that's too round, or a butt that's too flat, whatever it is, think of one physical attribute. And now I want you to go all the way back through all of your files and find one piece of evidence That was contrary to that belief. Now, this might not be easy for you. Why? Because you focused on all the things that support your negative belief. For example, if you believe you have huge thunder thighs, and at some point in your life, someone said, gosh, I wish I had your legs, you dismissed that evidence. You didn't follow up on it. You didn't save that lead. You didn't put that piece of evidence in your evidence file. Instead, what you did put in your evidence file was that time when you tried to borrow a pair of jeans from your girlfriend who's a size zero and they wouldn't fit. And you're like, "Huh huh there we go. That needs to go in my evidence file. There we go. There's proof that I have thunder thighs. So what I'm asking you to do is focus on that negative physical attribute, that belief that you have about some part of your body. And I want you to go all the way back and find one shred of evidence. Be a better detective than you've been in the past. I need you to find one shred of evidence where someone said or did something or something happened that was contrary to your belief. And think about that for a moment. What did you do with it? Did you deny it? Did you dismiss it the same way you dismissed your older brother when he tried to tell you there wasn't a tooth fairy? Did you dismiss it as someone who didn't know what they were talking about, who was simply trying to compliment you? I'm going to give you a moment to just think about a time when you had Evidence that didn't support your belief. What did you do with it? Hmm. Something to think about. And while we're at it, I want you to think about this. Whatever beliefs we hold, we often then live our life in a way that supports that belief. How do you hope to define yourself? Our mindset and our beliefs dictate or guide our actions and our actions become our reality. Therefore, if I believe that I will always be overweight, if I believe that I will lose weight, and then I will fall off the rails, and I will gain weight, but I will always struggle with my weight, I will always be that person who's uncomfortable in their own skin, well, then I'm going to do things, I'm going to behave in such a way that supports that belief. Isn't that crazy? We do that. We self-sabotage ourselves in an effort to protect ourselves, to protect our beliefs, even when our beliefs don't serve us. Oh, the mind is a very powerful thing, but fear not. There's good news in all of this. The good news is once we understand how all of this works in our little brains, and our big brains, I should say, then we understand how to reverse engineer this and make it work for us, not against us. The process of reverse engineering something means that we go all the way back to the beginning, the first piece. What was the foundation? It was the external messaging. So knowing the identity that you want to develop, what you want to believe to be true about yourself, that you want people to think about when they think about you. I'm a healthy person who gets a lot of sleep, who isn't fanatical about exercise, who lives their life with balance, someone who understands a lot about health and nutrition and is a leader in their family. Someone who looks good, looks healthy, looks happy, and enjoys their life and does so with vitality and energy and longevity. Your next action step is to think about the external messaging that you're receiving every day right now. Does it support the beliefs that you're working on developing and the healthy mindset that you're trying to integrate? Let's get real for a moment. You're not going to find much of this healthy mindset in social media. It's there though but you're going to have to look for it and you're going to have to clean house. And if we're really getting real, there's some people in your life that you need to give far less power and influence to. And how is it we give people power and influence? By allowing them to speak into our lives, by deciding to spend more time with them, by looking at their social media, by asking and worrying about their opinion. That's how we're giving people permission to keep us stuck in our negative beliefs. It's time to become really self-aware and make some difficult decisions. Maybe to unfollow some people on social media, to detach from certain situations and circumstances, groups of friends and influences that aren't helping us to be better, healthier, and live a fuller life. Not too many years ago, I was interviewing a former fitness competitor You've seen the fitness competitors probably on Instagram. They love to post photos of their progress as they're getting ready for competition day, the day that they will step up on the stage in a very small bikini, typically painted in the darkest of self tanning lotions so that every muscle pops. You can see not just a six pack, but like an eight pack and muscles that you didn't even know the human body had. Like these photos can be both inspirational and sometimes defeating. She had retired from competing herself when she had her children. She just believed that it wasn't the way she wanted to role model being a healthy adult to her kids. The extreme dieting, obsessing over every single morsel that went into her body, measuring and weighing and recording every single bite, the twice a day in the gym, and then ultimately standing on a stage And allowing strangers to judge you and then rank you according to your physique. She just got to a place where she thought, this isn't good for me. It's not healthy. I don't feel healthy. I hate the ups and downs, and I really don't want to role model this to my children. Nonetheless, she had had such tremendous success that she had built a business coaching other hopeful fitness contestants to get ready for their competition day. I mean, it was a really successful business. Successful because she could deliver those results to these women. But it wasn't successful in allowing her to heal or to overcome and create new beliefs, new healthier beliefs for herself. She came to realize that she was still exposing herself to that same external dialogue. Even though she herself wasn't competing anymore, that's who she was spending all of her time with. She was spending all of her time with women specifically, who had the beliefs that she once held, which she was now trying to change. That's who she was spending all of her time with. That's the messaging she was surrounding herself with. That's the type of content she was looking at at social media. She was then going to these competitions and on the weekends, even though she herself wasn't going through all of the preparation to get on stage, she was still exposing herself to that external dialogue. As we know, following that path, When we expose ourselves to an external dialogue, a message from the public at large, even if we're trying to resist it, if we're constantly being exposed to it, it then becomes part of our own internal dialogue. And then, of course, we start looking for and creating evidence to support those negative beliefs, even if we know they don't serve us. Let me tell you about a woman that we'll call her Patty. This is a gal that I worked with when I was developing the protocol for one of my infomercials called Shaleen Extreme. Patty was a part of my test group. At the time she was in her very early 60s, maybe late 50s. And I remember her telling me, this is going to be really hard for me to change. I mean, not just my mindset, but my lifestyle, because all of my friends are overweight. We're all out of shape. And we all love to get together and eat food. And I just think You'll see your body just changes after menopause. So we all have bellies, like we just have bigger bellies. And then, you know, we just love wine and we love getting together. And I don't know, we're just not into beating ourselves up to look the way we did in our 30s and 40s. Like our bodies just don't move like that anymore. Like everything hurts and we all just have like lower energy. So, I mean, like I want to do this, Shalene, but I also think you have to be realistic because once you reach a certain age, like your body just changes and it's just not the same. 30s and 40s, you know, this is just what we do, girls my age, she said. And I could hear those were her beliefs and she was holding on to them. I knew from that conversation that her beliefs were going to determine the outcome. I also knew from that conversation that she had a very strong group of women around her that were pouring into that external dialogue. And the only way I was going to be able to help her was to help her make over her mindset. One of the trainers assisting me with this group was a woman also in her 60s who looked about 15 years younger than her actual age with a very inspirational physique, not an outrageously unrealistic physique, but just a beautiful, strong body. And I said to Patty, well, then how do you explain Donna? Knowing that I had just introduced evidence that was contrary to Patty's beliefs about what happens to women as they age. And in much the same way we dismiss our older brother when he tries to tell us there isn't a tooth fairy, she rejected that evidence. In fact, she said to me, Oh, well, she's probably worked out all her life. Well, she's different. She's a freak of nature. She's not like the rest of us. So I asked Patty, All I want to know, I'm not asking if you think you can look like Donna, because that shouldn't be your goal. I'm just asking, do you believe it's possible if you were to eat healthy and to take care of your body that it might look and feel different? That's the only thing I'm asking. Do you believe that it's possible if you did things differently, you could have a different result, a result that you deserve? And she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she said, I do. I believe it's possible. She went on to lose 45 pounds. And the best news of all, so did most of her girlfriends. Instead of getting together to have wine and hors d'oeuvres and spend their times watching movies, these ladies were so awesome. They would get together and power walk. I ran into them five years after that test group and she grabbed me, Patty, and she said, do you know we all still get together and instead of eating and drinking, do you know we all get together and we exercise together? We look so much younger than we did when you first met us, Like." You were right. We didn't have to look like that. We feel great. I believed it was possible for Patty. I knew it was possible for Patty, but I also knew it needed to start with her beliefs. Beliefs include the external messaging that we're exposing ourselves to. In the case of the former fitness competitor, she had to quit that business. She made a decision for her own health and well-being that she could be successful in another business that didn't force her to be surrounded with this negative external messaging. As in the case for Patty, instead of dropping those friends, she became an agent of change for all of them, influencing and improving all of their lives. What external messaging are you being exposed to? What changes do you need to make? How will you change your internal dialogue? It starts by just repeating those things you wish and hope and want to be true. Catching yourself when you're repeating or saying or thinking a negative thought. It's okay. It's going to happen. You're a human. But when it pops into your head, notice it, brush it aside, and replace it with one of those positive affirmations. Remember, the more often you're repeating these things out loud and in your head and by writing them on paper and putting them on post-it notes and just That repetition creates a groove, and eventually you begin to take action and behave in such a way that supports that belief, that internal and external messaging that you're exposing yourself to. The next step that you must take is to look for evidence that supports your new belief, not your old, outdated, unhealthy belief. I really need you to tune in to be very, very self-aware, to be a better detective a detective who's looking for clues that support your new positive beliefs, accepting that compliment, instead of dismissing it as someone who's just trying to be nice, actually accepting and owning that compliment, looking for proof that supports your new beliefs, acknowledging your own behaviors and actions and habits that support the identity and the positive mindset and the beliefs that you are developing. I know it's a lot to think about. Frankly, this is the most important work that you can do. That repetition is what's going to allow us to make a change in the way that we think. And if we can change the way we think, if we can change our mindset, we have the incredible power to change the outcome. Thank you. Thank you for caring about yourself. Thank you for doing the hard work. And thank you for believing, for knowing that you're worth it because you are.